And so that, that asceticism had to go somewhere. In other words, if you're starting a Reformation movement and deeply embedded in the Reformation movement is this thing called asceticism, because that's Christianity on some level, like in other words, the cross, you've got to bear a cross, but we're not going to do it at a monastery and praying on some mountain. We're going to do it in the world. The way to bear your cross into the world is to bear that job. Suck it up. Work. Hello, once again. This is why are we talking about rabbits versus a podcast. What we're trying to do here is talk about heavy things lightly, you know. Help us come to grips with maybe the narrative in our own minds that may be unraveling even as we speak. Join us on Watar as we talk about things that aren't rabbits. Today, the NBA, National Basketball Association, and the old world. Today, yeah, that's right. It's Bright Week. Well, I'm recording. It's not actually Bright Week. But you're going to hear this. I think they're in Bright Week. If you don't know what Bright Week is, it's a week of brightness. Which is the week after Pascha, which is the week after Easter. If you use the word Ishtar in your work, in your day-to-day, that's the old Latin way of saying Easter, but in the East, they say Pascha, right? Going back to, well, Passover, tied into the old Jewish tradition. But anyway, that's not what we're talking about today. That's not a rabbit either. That's kind of cool. We should do that actually one day. Today, we're talking about the National Basketball Association. Guys, I love sports. I'm just going to say it like that. You're going to see my family rolling their eyes. Can't you do heavy things heavily? Is that a thing? Is that a word? Can't you do heavy things heavily? Yes. No, I can't. The National Basketball Association. Not heavy. Although I guess it's heavy if you listen to it on sports radio. It's like life and death, which it's not. Anyway, today we're going to look at how the NBA and the old world are sort of like getting closer these days. There's, There's something going on with the most woke and sort of new-fashioned professional sports league in America. Something going on. So let's start with this. This year, 2021-22, the NBA season bridges two years. It starts one in in the winter and goes to the spring. The National Basketball Association saw more players in its league, miss time than any other season in history. And that's not counting COVID absences. Hmm. That's right. More than any season before, players who have made it into the NBA, which is not easy. You're talking about 550 people in the whole world. Those 550, actually, it was more than 600 this year. They missed more time than any time before. They broke the record from 2017-18. And in fact, all the missed time records, when adjusted for players and total number of teams, all the records are being set in the last 10 years, which is interesting. So through today, today, 
It may be more, but I don't think so because it's the playoffs. By the way, go Knicks. Oh, oops. They're not in the playoffs. It's very hard to not be in the NBA playoffs. You have to really be bad at playing as a team. Each player is really good, but as a team, they make up badness if you didn't make the playoffs. So like the Lakers, the Knicks did not make the playoffs. Yeah, just wanted to throw that in there if you're a West Coast Laker fan. They tend not to be East Coast Knicks fans. Uh, we share something. Our teams are terrible. But through today, more than 600 individuals have played NBA minutes this season, shattering the old record by nearly 100 players. So this year, 100 more players played than ever played before from like the minor leagues or whatever. They had to bring up 100 more players that have ever been played before than had ever been brought up before. Right, more than 150 players, <clears throat> right, stepped on the NBA floor for the first time this year, like super rookies. That's also a record, eclipsing the previous mark of 119 debutantes in 2019 and 20. But notice, there is a trend. There is a trend in the NBA, and it's away from playing every game all the time. 1980s style. Like it was an embarrassment to miss games in the 1980s. Not cool. Not cool. Really, it was an embarrassment to miss games, period. Really, since the NBA has existed. The same for the NFL. And the same for Major League Baseball. Things are changing. A lot like, well, a lot of stuff in America these days. Lots of people are missing work in 2022. Check these numbers out. Between 64, 1964 and 2013, average work hours in this country for a human being of working age, in other words, over 17 years of, of age, during between 64 and 2013, working hours were down from 38 hours a week to 33 hours a week. And now in the pandemic, work hours are below 30 hours a week on average. Not accounting for, you got COVID. This is people who are healthy. And the powers that be in America, in America are noticing. Really, they're noticing all around the world. In other words, it's not clear that the powers that be, they may be leading this charge. Or they may be responding to something that's happening, I don't know, in the minds and souls of individuals in the West. It's hard to tell. But check this out. In 2019, right before the pandemic, the Labor Party in England, they proposed a four-day working week. I'm talking about the English. I'm talking about the English. Those cats love to work. They gave us half of our ethic here in America, which is, as we know, and as we will talk about, the premier work ethic in the world. Oh, premier, if you're hearing prestigious, don't. Just meaning Americans work a lot. We'll get to that. Uh, Mark Takano, an American congressman, recently introduced a four-day work week uh, bill to Congress. 
The Scottish National Party, back there in the UK, they proposed a four-day work week. They trialed that during the pandemic, and it continues. See, you notice that this trend is predating the pandemic. Spain launched a three-year pilot program trialing 32-hour work week, and during that work week, you can get paid for 32 hours even if you don't work 32 hours. No loss in pay. In China, there's this craze called the lying flat craze. Yeah, it's just the Chinese youth, it's their way of saying, yeah, we're not just going to be turned on working all day long for you. We're going to go lie flat. Iceland in 2022, right? 86% of the Icelandic workforce now works less than 35 hours a week. Or at least they have the right to do that and still get paid for at least 35 hours. And as you know, we've opened a restaurant in Greenville. Not exactly a place you would think of as, I don't know, slacker town. It's hard to hire people in Greenville. I mean, the trend we see as we've been hiring for the last month and a half is people say, yeah, I can't wait to start tomorrow. See you tomorrow. And they don't show up. That's happened more than it's than they show up. Let me just say that again. We've had more people say, can't wait to see you tomorrow that don't show up tomorrow. Then we have who say, can't wait to see you tomorrow, and they show up. I just don't get why you just don't say, I'm not coming. I don't, that, that's freaky. I don't know. Maybe they feel like they can swipe left on you. By the way, which is the right? Andrew in Russia, do you guys have Tinder? In, Andrew in Russia, do you have Tinder? Because I've been told I'm married. I don't use Tinder or whatever. A left is bad, a right is good. Do you do that in Russia? Anyway, I feel like the people who are interviewing, they just swipe left. I think it's left on like me or Riley after we interview them. But they say right. They say, can't wait to see you, swipe right. But they're actually swiping left in reality or something like that. What's going on? Uh... In its simplest form, the rapper that has always, always enveloped American culture since the beginning, this Protestant work ethic rapper, yeah, that thing, that thing is ripping apart. It's the end. That rapper is no longer the tasty part of the cigar. And it's weird because that rapper is actually a very new world ethic. And that's important to understand. Max Weber, he's a famous philosopher of the turn of the 20th century. He wrote Protestant Work Ethic and the Spirit of Capitalism, right? And basically, it's a relationship between the ethic of work and the ascetic Protestantism of his age, right? And what Weber's trying to do is figure out, like, could we say that the American work ethic, this thing that everyone's after, especially 150 years ago, is that because of Protestantism? Is that because of a certain way of understanding Christianity? And he says, yes. Right. He says that Protestantism helped in the emergence of modern capitalism because the modern of spirit, the modern spirit of capitalism sees profit as a type of end 
And what he says is, Calvin's asceticism, Calvin being one of the many who added to this Protestant brew, this this reformer brew called Christianity that came to the United States, Calvin back in Europe was an ascetic at heart. He was a monk. But he wasn't a monk because the reformers were rejecting all things monastic. And so that, that asceticism had to go somewhere. In other words, if you're starting a Reformation movement and deeply embedded in the Reformation movement is this thing called asceticism, because that's Christianity on some level, like in other words, the cross, you've got to bear a cross, but we're not going to do it at a monastery and praying on some mountain. We're going to do it in the world. The way to bear your cross into the world is to bear that job, suck it up, work. And then the work should provide a glimpse of success, a glimpse of heaven. And that glimpse should look something like stuff. Yeah. I don't know. What's Max Weber? Feels really true. I don't know. I'm I'm not saying it is true, but it feels true. Duty found in a job for many of the reformers of the Protestant Reformation that's 300 years ago. These are light people. If you, want, if you listen to this podcast, those are the lightest of light people. Duty found in a job is pleasing to God. Something about bearing fruit from the talents given to you. Right? This is a very Protestant reading of Christ's parable there, right? Make stuff grow, like literally, like your business. And that's evidence that God is blessing you. Yeah. Yeah, but old world Christianity does not think of it this way. That's not the story. The story there is a bit different. The way the monks ironically understand this stuff, the monks, the nuns, the old world fathers, the desert fathers, they hear in that parable about talents, right? You've been given talents. All those talents are prayerful spiritual talents. The ability to do liturgy, the ability to do fasting, the ability to, right? Get your butt to Pascha services. The ability to pray. Some of us have more talents than others. But all of us were given a talent. Talent here is is dollar. We were each giving a dollar worth of prayer potential. Right? A dollar worth of church talent. Of doing churchy stuff. Of doing liturgy. The work of prayer. And that work bears things into the world like kindness, generosity, love, honesty, truth, loyalty. In other words, if you do the prayer stuff, in other words, if you take your two talents and turn it into four, you turned things into more generous, more loving, more honesty, more truth. In other words, your silo that you're building with all that extra prayer capital looks like Loyalty, love, honesty, big silos of that, not cash, 
I mean, there's no promise in the old world Christian viewpoint. There's no promise of cash, of material well-being. There's no promise that because you're a good Christian, then you like you'll run a good manufacturing. They're not those what? That's not how that works. At least not in the old world. Yeah. No, you become more generous and more able to fit into this doorway called heaven. Yeah, you're not bringing your excellent factory work with you. The factory work was meant to make you more humble. You know, at First Things Foundation, our podcast is brought to you by First Things Foundation. Especially these days, our restaurant. Come on by if you're in Greenville. And if you're not, make a pilgrimage to eat Georgian food at Capey. Our restaurant, where we talk about heavy things lightly by toasting you upon your arrival. And you really got to sign up for our KP Old World Table. 16 traditional toasts brought to you by an MC, a Tamada. You sign up. You join the public KP. That means you come and meet new people. And we'll do it every weekend in Greenville. KPRestaurant.org. Check us out. So, it's not that the two are mutually exclusive, that's not what I'm saying, but the reformers really took to this one interpretation, which is interesting, maybe it's true. Maybe God does grow businesses because, I don't know, you cooperated. I'm not saying that's not true, but it just wasn't the primary way of understanding, right, work in this world. But Calvin and the Protestant reformers They taught that God gives us resources and we should turn those resources into more stuff. And we should create systems that create increase of stuff. I mean, you you just got to look. You can just look at the relationship in the European Union, in the EU, between Germany and Greece. (laughs) What's a Greek working man sound, Andrew? Like, this is the sound of what work feels like to agree. Yeah. 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 This is the sound of like Germans when they think of work. Yeah. Yeah, Germans work. Greeks? Eh. Right. It's a totally different concept. One is dipped in this old world Orthodox Christianity. The other is dipped in the Reformation, man. This isn't, by the way, this is not rocket science. Those two countries are improperly yoked. That's why before the pandemic, remember that? Remember life before the pandemic? I was just at the airport and apparently no one at the airport remembers life before the pandemic. They could do that now if they wanted to. It made no sense that I took a... I took a, 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 a rental car bus with no masks. People jammed in there to the airport where we all put on masks. What? Anyway, life before the pandemic, you guys remember Greece and Germany? They were battling it out basically because the Greeks were all in debt because the Germans invented debt and then put them in it. Yeah. Anyway, uh, that's a rabbit, but it's a good one. It goes pretty deep too. All right. What do you guys see? Here's what I see. Angst. Existential angst in the human soul. Well, 
the noose, the noose, the eye of the soul that's in all of us. This is a very old world concept. Well, the noose knows how to battle against existential angst. At least, it has an inclination, it has an orientation toward fixing this illness called angst, called meaninglessness. The soul creates meaning. The soul moves to find meaning. It always does this. And meaning reduces existential anxiety. I mean, how do you think the Jews of Egypt survived slavery in in the mud pits? What about men and women in West Africa bound below deck on the hellish middle passage? How, How did they survive? How did they live? Well, they lived by remembering they're a part of something bigger than that below deck moment. They lived because there was something more fulfilling, something bigger about their personhood than being a slave in Egypt. They made meaning. They entered that space where their brief mortal life life wasn't all there was and all there is. And well, this is something like what is happening with the old configuration of meaning where the Reformation taught us that job is something like who I am. Job as who I am narrative is dying. The meaning that the soul made for all these many years was made in its right physical workplace. You could say something like, look how hard I worked on this bench. I am something. I'm not even saying that's bad at all. But that meaning, that meaning-making moment, that job as meaning narrative, yeah, 20-somethings, they're not going for it. I don't, I don't know if that's good or bad, but they don't have that wrapping on their cigar of life. They don't do this. You can't, you can't holler down and put into place a 20-something by telling them or implying they're a loser because they can't keep a job. They, it, it's like speaking a different language. Old people can't do that to young people right now. It's not relevant. Right? Just imagine my parents' generation, you're a loser because you kept a job for 40 years, loser. No, that's the inversion, right? That wouldn't make any sense to my dad's generation. Well, this generation, you're a loser because you can't keep a job. No, I'm a loser because I refuse that job that has no meaning. I'm not a loser for that. I'm actually a winner. And you're a loser, buddy. You're a loser. Get off my lawn. (laughs) That was last week's podcast. Is this stuff good or bad? Andrew, Andrew from Russia, our producer. You guys don't have the Protestant work ethic in Russia. You do have the vodka work ethic, though. The vodka work ethic. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe that one's better. Andrew, look, the NBA minutes movement is the new normal. And it's really good. It's like a canary in the coal mine because these guys work really hard. 
you're going to be, I like these people who kind of convince me that NBA players are lazy. Those people are dumb. Have you ever watched an NBA game? It's insane. So these guys are hardworking. They're the hardest, hardest of all the hardest working. Sorry, they are. And they're like, nah, I'm good. I don't find my fulfillment in the NBA. I mean, NBA ballers are like, they're, they're not finding their job as in and of itself fulfilling. Talk about freaky, right? And the reason why is, is because our culture is just no longer oriented as Protestant. That's not what they got brought up on. Or Protestant capitalist or something. The stories we tell ourselves about telos and about the end and purpose, fulfillment, those stories are changing. We no longer imbibe the Protestant work ethic in our childhood water. Hmm? I don't don't know what that means. It feels okay to me. It feels like maybe that shouldn't be imbibed because there is something weird about the Protestant work ethic. But what's not in question is that it produces wealth. Hmm. Most people like wealth. I don't know. I think the one thing we can say is that there's a, we are forsaking a very new world ethic. You see, my friends in West Africa, the cats I really respect out there, they were not brought up on the, the new world Protestant work ethic. Protestant work ethic, guys, is young. It's not an old world idea. And I can see because when I look and my buddies in Africa are working their ass off, they work their ass off until they no longer need to work anymore. And then they chill. Which means at certain times in the season, especially as farmers, they're chilling. Because, right, the land's been tilled, the plants, the seeds have been sown. Chill. But why don't they work harder than they can get another plot of land and build a bigger... They don't have this idea. They chill because they have enough. And any more than that would not do them any good in the area we call fulfillment. Their culture and their gods do not reward them or honor them when they create more than they need. But they're so poor. Oh, but those so they're so poor. This is no, they just don't have a five car garage. But they got a one horse stall. I know, but don't they want a five car garage? Perhaps. The point is, is is that gonna lead them toward their fulfillment, toward their talos, toward their purpose? Hmm. 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 Stuff's interesting, for better or worse. We did it today on Watar. I don't know the answer to this because I like air conditioning and having two cars because I don't have to go everywhere with, you know, my 22-year-old kid who scares me when she drives. Like, I can just say bye. I, I don't know. I'm trying to help you understand the old world, new world divide. On Watar! Shenny Skaggy Marjos to you. That means to you the victory often set at a KP table. That's a big long table where this, this Tamada guy walks you through these themes of life. It's so much fun. 
Water is produced by Andrew Shork and Daniel Paternos, and our pod is brought to you by the creators of First Things Foundation. That's a nonprofit. We do Peace Corps style long term poverty alleviation through sustainable development, a fancy way of saying we find local people that have great ideas and we just say, hey, tell us what you need. And I know you think, oh, they just say cash. No, they don't. There's a million things that someone trying to build a really cool vision for life in a very poor neighborhood. There's a lot of things they need. And if you want to contribute to that, let me know. Lawyers, they often need lawyers. They often need writers because some of them can't read or write. They often need, here's a big one. They often need a mentor and cash and a lot of things. But we're the glue that brings the new world together with the old world or sometimes called the global south. And, well, we're all working toward a vision of a better life. Share Watar with friends. Hit us up with salt. Just go hit us up with, just do it right now. Do it right now. And if you're like my wife who doesn't know what it means to hit a like button, literally fact. Well, she does it, you know, with the heart thing on the text, but she calls Facebook face, face page. She doesn't know. If you're one of those people, I don't know, say something nice to a neighbor about us. Knock from these, hasta luego, come bufo, and peace out. <laughs> <laughs>